Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Refuse to Lose podcast. Today's episode is a very special episode to me and my brother Reese, and it's one of the things I am most proud of in my career so far as a sports journalist. It's called Rabbitohs Raw and was originally taped as a special feature piece on Fox Sports to celebrate Indigenous Round in the NRL in 2021. This is the extended cut which includes my entire interview with Rabbitohs superstars Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, and Damian Cook. Now, if you missed the original episode, which can be found on KO Sports at any time, in this chat, we have a bit of fun and we get to know the guys a little bit better. But the main purpose of this roundtable discussion was to investigate the topic of race. And on a smaller scale, what it's like being a black, high-profile athlete in Australia in 2021. Now, guys like Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker have been the subject of some vile abuse and racism throughout their careers, but have always stood tall and taken a stand as proud Aboriginal men. Today, they open up about it all, supported by their non-Indigenous teammate Damien Cook, who also speaks about watching these guys go through some of the things that they've been through and how he believes, as a non-Indigenous man, that we all need to listen to them and educate each other and ourselves so we can move forward as a society. It's an enthralling chat packed with extra important stuff that couldn't really make the television original version because of time constraints, but should still be heard. It's all part of an important conversation, and by listening to today's episode, you are showing that you too are willing to learn and to make a difference. So thank you very much. And I really hope you get something out of my chat with Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, and Damien Cook. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us to celebrate one of the most important rounds in the NRL, which is Indigenous Round. Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, two of the game's uh, prominent Indigenous stars. And Damien Cook, I must have missed your selection in the, uh, the All-Stars team. Where, where were you? No, not there, mate. Leave it to uh, the talented people. Um, look, I was probably lucky enough to wear the, like the World All-Stars jersey, but I think the, the way they've got the game going now is pretty special and uh, there's a lot of meaning behind the two teams and uh, it's always a good spectacle as a, as a fan to watch. The real reason we wanted you here is as a, a non-Indigenous fellow is to, to talk about some of the issues and of being teammates of these guys. You know, you get to see firsthand you know, what it's like to play with such great players, but also, you know, get to see some of the things that they go through that probably non-Indigenous guys go through. So thank you for joining us today, mate. But I, we want to get started and we want to have a little bit of fun because, uh, you know, we're all mates here. And we're uh, Whose who's rooftop is this, by the way? It's yours. No, is it? mine. <laughs> no, I haven't paid me enough at Fox Sports. I, <laughs> I thought this is, this is yours, Trell. No, no, no. <laughs> I reckon it'd be cookies. If anyone's just going to be cookies. That's I'm, 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 I'm out in the humble, humble shire, you know. Yeah. These boys are the ones that stayed out in the eastern suburbs and I can't afford to be out this way. So. <laughs> they were from, from humble suburbs. backgrounds, right? And then they've... They've <laughs> 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 drives a BMW now. Yeah. I don't know how oh. that would go driving through the main street of Casino. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you lost touch, have you? Yeah, driving a Beamer. <laughs> Go card. Got me. Uh, we want to. We have a bit of fun. I wanted to uh, start off with just finding out. And Cody, I think we spoke about this a little bit last week. Just a football players and athletes seem to have really weird superstitions before they play games. I want to see if you guys had weird superstitions before you run out on the football field. Cody, I'll start with you. What What do you have to do before you play to make sure you play well? Um, I suppose number one is to 
make sure I have spaghetti bolognese not before a game. Um, but I, I try to keep it quite simple because um, I've got kids now. Um, they throw it out of whack some weeks. And you just got to be able to adapt to whatever situation is thrown at you. Um, my kids play a lot of weekend sports, so sometimes I might be at basketball on the Saturday morning for playing. So I try not to get into a, a very strict routine because, um, you know, things change. Um, I just try to keep it as relaxed as I can, I suppose. What are you, Trill? I think it's more so um, I wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, and then before a game, I'll brush my teeth. <laughs> Again. Again. Just so I can put my mouth cut in it. It's a weird feeling. I don't know. You thought about doing thing. that uh, during the week, the training? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Should I brush every night? So, what, you take it to, to the game, it's in the sheds with Nah, you. not in the shed. Just before we get on the bus, I'll brush my teeth. I'll go, boss, get on. It's weird. I don't know what it is. Just, I've done it since I was young. What started that? Don't know. Just, um, I don't know. <laughs> No, they're nice chompers, bro. Yeah, so, look. <laughs> no. And Cookie? How much time we got? I'm, not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same spaghetti bolognese the night before a game. Um, the next morning, same breakfast every sure week. This is trimmed up, like. Yeah, this is trimmed up nicely. Um, look, having a kid now like Cody, it's um, changed the routine a little bit, but I've enjoyed it. Sometimes I get to go watch my daughter do dancing for half an hour or an hour in the mornings before games. Uh, breaks up, distracts me a little bit, and normally go for a walk with the family, but then once we get to the game, I, I, I actually have to eat um, chicken thighs and fried rice three hours before the game, every week, same time. Um, then when I get to the game, I do certain things and I have a shower. Of, oh, <laughs> mate, just my, one thing No, 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 no. <laughs> no you gave no, nothing. No. He gave nothing. <laughs> but, so I got a, and that, oh, you, you asking me, hey? And he cares about himself. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, even down to the point where I listen to the same song for five minutes before warm-up. What's the song? Uh, no, it's like a... It's on SoundCloud. Renault gave it to me. It's just the first five minutes of this He's song. always late to the And, like, they're all going out for warm-up. Sometimes I'm early, but sometimes I'm just waiting for the song to finish, get to this <laughs> point. <laughs> and I'm sprinting out last. Like yeah. And no one, everyone knows not to talk to me. Because normally Cody comes up and chats to me. He wants to talk about the game. I said, like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Hurry up. My one five minutes. <laughs> and, like, is that because you, you didn't finish the song once and you played awfully? Or, like, how I, do these things develop? Yeah, I generally like the song, but then I think one day I just play good so I was like alright and then I tried to change it up this year started this year and we lost against Melbourne so I was like back to the same back to the same <laughs> song I'm, I'm sick of the song it's been three years but <laughs> like, what, is it just a is this not a song anyone would know or is it just no nah, like... it's just a, a mash up and it just starts with a little bit of Eminem and mixes a few songs together a few nice uh, pump Gangster. up bits there <laughs> always with the Eminem <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright boys if, if you had to if you had to uh couldn't play rugby league but for the rest of your life but you had to play one other sport what would it be? Is fishing a sport? Yeah I'll let you have fishing. Done. Fishing? I reckon golf. Not, oh. go- not good. <laughs> not saying I'm any good but ping pong mate just take it. Nah I reckon golf. I'm not I'm, I'm terrible at it but the money's good. Money's good. So we, we golf. <laughs> and you drive beamers now. So. <laughs> yeah you can tell. Yeah golf is. Values lay. Uh, <laughs> um, tennis, I reckon. I'd love to play tennis, two of the world, but golf probably a bit easier on the body. Yeah. I reckon. Play to your 60. Yeah. All right, just finally run through these quick, but who, if you had to pick an Indigenous player or that, the attributes of an Indigenous player, speed and agility, ball skills and strength, mix them into one player, who you take in your three options. So GI, speed, you know, Gordon Tallis's strength and the ball skills of Cliffy Lyons, that's probably that's probably for me. 
Who are you guys going? Um, Thurston's vision um, and how he competes and Greggy's size. I think that'd be not bad. Yeah. You two. All right, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, present company included. He, he doesn't, yeah, I've got to mention him when I mention Greg. No, I'd probably go well. um, Matty Bowen's instinct. And then um, probably just Fox Speed. Get me on the outside, see you later. He's got you covered all right, does he, Fox? Yeah. Speed-wise? No, don't run around me, I'll get him. <laughs> what about you? You can't, can't go past Foxy's speed. Um, Preston Campbell's courage. I used to love watching him play. Um, competitiveness of, of JT. The way he used to get around the footy field and just um, compete on every play was something pretty special. Um, got to mention the big fella. Um, quite special to play with. Cookie, playing with, with these boys and playing with great Indigenous players like Latrell, Cody, some of the other guys at South Sydney, such a proud Indigenous club, what makes it so special? Um, yeah, look, I've been lucky enough to play some really special Indigenous players, especially at South Sydney, but and some of the things these, these guys do on the field, even at training, you just you sit back and, you, and watch and, and just enjoy it. And so, um, they're a special talent. I think if you ask anyone in the game now and you say, you know, who's, who's in the top 10 player, there's a good percentage of that top 10 is going to be Indigenous, Indigenous players. They're so important to our game and they put so many smiles on people's faces just with the skill and the talent that they have. What about... Their personalities. You know, it seems like the indigenous guys are the <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> shit house. <laughs> Charles is good. Charles could have a joke. Yeah. I clashed with Cody, but that's only because we're hooker and half. But um, now, nah, look, they're they're they're, uh, they're good fun to be around. Uh, I've spent some time with Fox as well, um, and anyone that has, uh, you, you can hear him from a long, long, you know, from far away. You hear his laugh, and, and he just puts a smile on your face. I don't. It just. I don't know what it is about him. Just laugh laugh (laughs) along with him. What about playing together, boys? Latrell spoke about the start of the year, like the combination you want to form with Cody. Indigenous boys in the one team, why does it work so well? Why do you guys mesh so well? I think we just want to win, I guess. There's just that winning, um, you know, with, built within us, you know, we, we want to be instinctive players, but then again, we want to... I, I love playing with him because I know I'm going to get the ball, you know, nine times out of ten in the spot I need it to be able to hit the winger, you know what I mean? So that's why it's so important to have that connection together. And I think, you know, one of my big things was coming over was connecting with, you know, these two fellas here um, and playing a bit of footy and enjoying myself, and that's what I've done. It's that instinct, eh? It's a bit of knockout footy. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I just, I don't know, you just sort of know what the, the other person's going to do. Um, just have this great um, ability to, I don't know, know where the other person's going to be. I've got a great relationship with Cookie as well. Um, I know when he's going to jump, what sort of play the ball that he's looking for and um, to be able to get on that front foot and push into a hole. Um, I really pride myself on those sort of things, but just sort of, I don't know, it's just a a click of the fingers or a look that me and sort of Latrell have and he'll float down the short side. It's just, yeah, it's hard to sort of explain what we actually what we actually do, but just knowing that he's going to be there and um, even with, you know, Gags and um, AJ on the on the left wing, you just know they're just going to turn up for you. I don't just... That's like with the rest of our team. We know if we do our job and just give these guys half a, half a chance. With these two, Gags, AJ, um, like... 
we've seen what they do down the left-hand side. Anything's possible. They can turn a half a chance into a try. So we just know if we do that part and get, get them on the front foot, we're, we're a good chance of going on to winning games just off the back of these guys. The, the great thing, I guess, being Indigenous, you guys are born with terrific athletic ability. What do you think, the, other than that, the greatest gift that being Indigenous has given you in your life? Aside from your football ability, what's the yeah, thing you treasure most? Resilience. I think, you know, we've been through a lot. Obviously, everyone has, but I feel as our history is, you know, so powerful in itself, to, you know, how long we've been around for and, you know, <clears throat> and being <clears throat> on this, you know, this country, I think the biggest thing is, you know, our resilience as a people, as a, you know, I'm real proud about, you know, how I go about myself and, you know, many of us just feed off each other when it comes to being, you know, and represent our mob, and um, yeah, and this follows not too far behind. Even though you know, obviously not the same background, but you know, we are brothers, and we are connected in some way, and um, we do it every day. We see each other at training, um, yeah. And I'm yeah, just my resilience. I think that I, I take most out of my you know footy. You mentioned your resilience, and you mentioned some of the tough things that Indigenous people have had to go through on this country. Still going through now. How tough did some of those things? get for you we've even seen recently things yeah I just I know like a lot of things don't go my way and you know I've got to accept that as well and um, I think that's a big part of my character as well and I've grown so much as a person you know I left home at 15 to be able to do this and sit here with these boys and um, yeah took you know a lot of courage to be able to do that as a young kid coming to a city you know I've never been to before you know and um, um, yeah I just um I'm so proud of, you know, who we are as, you know, Indigenous players playing today because, you know, there was a, a lot of, um, you know, steps backwards before we can go forward, you know what I mean? And we're still sort of trying to fight for the good fight now and, um, and just show everyone that we want to be one and, and just move on and, and just, yeah, and be ourselves in, in the, you know, the public eye because that's, that's what we're about. We've got our own lives. We're a family. We're a human being as well. And, um, you know, being treated as animals isn't, you know, what we want to be anymore. There's, a, I guess, a sense of tall poppy syndrome in Australia and you guys will probably know athletes and people that are successful can be targeted and, and feel like you know, people have a go at them because they're successful. But is it worse when you're black? Yeah. That's honest sort of truth. Um, you know, I've been honest in the way, you know, what I stand for and what I believe in. And if you look at articles across um, social media and um, all that sort of stuff, and I stood up for, you know, for example, the anthem, you know, the majority of the of the comments were all racial comments. You know what I mean? That, that's just reality. And I suppose that's that's a small part of um, having your say is that that sort of backlash that you get. But also on the other side of that is the congratulations, the support that you receive from, you know, different communities that you go out to um, far outweighs any sort of backlash that I've ever received. Like, it just, you know, you go to a small country town and they, they start talking about how they're so proud of uh, you and Trell and, you know, guys like this that are standing up for who we are and, and what we're about. That far outweighs anything that yeah, I've ever been Especially through. when they say, you know, we're the voice, you know, and that's, man, I tell you what, I get goosebumps, I've got goosebumps now, just the way... Blackfellas are, you know, they go, oh, I went, we went at the Burke and they're just like, man, we, we can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing for us because, you know, we can't talk, you know, for everyone as, you know, the platform that we have, we can do, you know. 
and just for them, it's so much more rewarding when you that's hear great, that. Bro. That's the great thing about being a rugby league player is we've got this this great platform that we can voice our opinions, um, stand up for who we are, stand up for our people, and it gives us a vehicle for change. I think that's the most important thing that you know they can get out of my career is that. Um, you know, I'm so proud of who I am and, and what I believe in um, that I'm not going to stand there and just let it happen. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I've got some great support from, you know, not only Luttrell, but from some non-Indigenous players in our club, but all over the game. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's awesome, mate. No, that's why I bring you in, Cookie. When you're seeing some of the things these guys go through, is that why you feel it's it's so important to, to be here and, and you're, you're happy to put yourself in that firing line as well and, and, and stand with them? Yeah, I will stand with them and then my, my teammates and, and, and two of my great mates that I'll be with, uh, mates with for a long time after footy as well and, and that's why I want to stand by them and support them. And, and like when you ask Cody, is it worse for him? Of course it is. It's, I've never experienced um, you know, racism and, I, and I, yeah, I probably never will. Um, and... The thing with, uh, you know, when get comments yelled out by the crowds, uh, we go back to Adam Goods. Um, that's, I guess, been shut out. We don't, and it, thanks to the crowd and the education we've got, people will say no to that and stand up to that if they hear that. And we've seen people kicked out of games and that. But now since social media is such a big part of our life, um, which can be used so well, especially by the troll, um, but what it's done is given these people another avenue to attack the Indigenous players and, and you know, racist, racist comments uh, to him after certain games. Um, the trail would be fair to say, he's learned from his experience. Uh, the first time when he got it, he'd, he'd call them out, um, share the, what they'd say. Um, turned out that's, they all, that's all they wanted, wasn't it? They wanted a shout out from the trail and that's what they were getting. So, and that's why the next time this has happened, he's gone the right way about it. Um, and he, you know, nothing's happened yet, but he's almost put a stop to it suddenly. And um, yeah, hopefully we can um, continue to educate people and, and stamp it out. Some of the things you've shared, but there's, I'd imagine, things that you probably just delete and just say, oh, that's not even... <clears throat> yeah, it's the sad things, you know. The sad thing is, is that it's, sometimes it's kids, you know what I mean? And it's unbelievable what they'd say, and I'd just go... And, yeah, you, you, you sort of wanted to teach a few lesson. That's all I, I sort of did, and, you know, and then you go and share it, and I'd go and show everyone what people are like, you know, and then the backlash that they cop is, you know, and then they started to feel what I was feeling, do you know what I mean? And then they got, they're backpedalling and saying, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it, I'm only young. Like, that's no excuse to be able to do that, you know. Your, your mother, your father's teaching you something or someone's teaching you in your life that, you know, to, to go out of your way to be able to say something like that to a person, um, yeah, it was disgraceful. And, you know, the way I sort of thought about it was, you know, I was sort of wasting some energy putting it on social media now. I, I, I thought, you know, the first couple, you know, months and I was doing it, was sort of to set a standard for people, to, you know, to call it out, and um, I think it worked. And then obviously, you know, it kept going on and on and on. And um, you know, I just had enough. I just said, look, and, and there's a whole, you know, hate crime unit with the police, and they're happy to help. And I, I, I went there and that, in that, um, <clears throat> down that avenue, and you know, I haven't copped nothing for a long time now. It's been, you know, four, five months, or not even that. Sorry, I've been, you know, four, five weeks. Sorry, you know, without anything. And then still, that's not yeah. that's not long enough, is it? Like, yeah, no, nah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's a start. It's a conversation. Um, give everyone to stand up for what they see, and um, you know, and you know, I've, I've, you know, an old wise follower once said, um, you know, you, the standard that you walk by is the standard that you live. You know, and um, I just had enough. I couldn't stand by it no more and see it happen. You know, you see it happen a lot with 
obviously the poly boys too, and you know some of them are calling it out. So it's it's good. It's a good um, yeah, knock on effect. You, you just want these people, I guess, the the fallout to that. Just maybe you know if these people go through court or they're punished, it's, they should be educated, right? They should be forced to be to be educated on these things so they they learn and you know that that at least there's a positive. You know, sometimes they, fines and things like that they don't. They don't teach you anything. Yeah, it's cultural awareness. Um, you know, there's plenty of it out there. You know, there's plenty of followers that want to teach you what you know Australian history is, what Black history is, and um, it's just go take going out of your way and just to stop being ignorant about it. You know, and stop, you know, stop hiding from it and just 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 embrace it now. Like it, it's there, it's out there. Social media, you know, we ramp it every day. There's so many protests that go on throughout the world and because of racism and. I think you know people would understand that there's people out there that want to teach and, and learn. I get it, but you just got to go out of your way to do it. You know, stop hiding. You know? It's like there's no point. Like let's just learn about you know what's going on, what's happening in this country. And soon as you know, the better, you, the more you, you know, the better you're off. You know, and that's how I look at it. What do you think? Obviously, all Indigenous athletes have had to deal with different things, but why, Cody? Do you think someone like the Trell's been such a, a lightning rod for this stuff? Oh. That's the one thing I can't work out. <laughs> He's such a like a big figure in our game. Um, great athlete. The size of him. He's 23 years of age, and he just cops it. I, I can't. I can't work it out. I just tall poppy syndrome. He's, he's doing well. People are jealous of where he is and what he's done, and what he's what, been able to yeah. achieve in the game at such a short. Like he's only played what just over 100 first grade games. He's played for Australia. Played for New South Wales, won two comps, top point scorer. <laughs> 23. That's what I can't seem to fathom, you know what I mean? Like, I can't work out why. But credit to this bloke, he's still the same Latrell that I've known. Still you know what I mean? Like, doesn't. Just still doesn't buy coffees. He <laughs> still don't buy coffees. <laughs> but like, coffees last four weeks. You admire the strength that, <laughs> and the resilience that he's shown, but. That there's a learnt behaviour from our ancestors. Do you know what I mean? That's all we've known is something beats you down, get back up, go again. It's all we've really known. Especially at his age. I mean, both of you guys didn't debut in the NRL too. You were a lot older. You didn't have that public scrutiny or that pressure. I mean, at 19, he was copping this stuff, and probably before that, but in that area. We debuted the same game. Really? Yeah, first round. First round in 2016. Yeah, wow. He was on the right wing. I was, and just on different ends of the scale. You know what I mean? He's an 18 year old kid. Went on to play the full year first grade. Just gets hammered. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, you probably, you guys probably wouldn't be able to handle that stuff at uh, 19, that's 18. Why, that's why it's so. That's why it's so amazing his story and the way he is Latrell is that. At 23, think about when I was at 23, I was, had no job, nothing, nothing going for me. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, you start to work out where where you stood at 23, and this guy's played over 100 first grade games. He's a voice for our people. He's a strong leader in the communities. I was far from that at 23. Does it shock you, Cookie? Not growing up Indigenous, some of the things you've seen. Did you think racism and and the way black people are treated as that bad or was it a shock to you when you you saw it not, not until um probably started playing first grade and you start to notice a bit more you see 
or hear what, what's been said. You know, like to Cody, um, now Latrell since he's been here, seeing what he shares. Um, I, I don't understand um, what gives someone the right that, you know, you can talk about racism and education, but everyone knows what right and wrong is as well mm. and how to treat someone. And again, back on that social media, that just gives them a way to say something not to their face. Now, I just don't understand how, don't, how he's been able to handle that pressure from 19. Um, like you said, Cody, you know, we're probably only learning how to do that, you know, the last two years, being senior players, sort of, you know, taking the pressure on stuff like that. But this, this kid's been doing it this whole time uh, and credit to him, he's been true to himself, true to himself and, and stuck to who he is. And, and even though he's copped a bit of, you know, slack back from what he's done, he's, uh, he's pushing things in the right direction. And, and now we're starting to see change. And uh, along with other Indigenous players, he's, he's leading the way. Literal, you said in that press conference when you came out and those people were charged for what they said, you said you wanted to be more than a rugby league player. And the boys talk about your achievements in football, but would you consider yourself, if you finished your career and didn't stand up and, and, and push these things and make people see these things, would you consider your career, like would you look back and, oh, look, I, I failed. Like I, I achieved everything on the field, but I failed him. I, I, if I could put it this way, if I retired tomorrow, I'd be proud of myself. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've done enough in the game to not have to do it anymore. Do you know what I mean? But I do it because I love the game. I love my teammates that I have now, and you know, I, I'm at a great club where I can be myself and um, and, and and be black. You know, in a proud Aboriginal community of Redfern, and um, that's that's all I've wanted. I, and I've always had Tari, but I've always had to drive to it to be there and reconnect every time, and and that, that's the bonus for me. I get to do that, and um, I think just. I sort of wanted to sort of find out, you know, where I could sort of take myself. And I've always had a great role model in my father. And, um, you know, it wasn't perfect all the way through. But up until, you know, <clears throat> now I just can look back and go, you know, my dad's taught me everything I know, you know. And that's why I, I am the man I am today, because of my father. You know, I've seen him go through a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, the, the things that I've seen is, you know, doesn't even hit the, you know, the Richter scale and stuff I'm copping now, you know. And obviously social media and that today is, you know, way worse, you know, because of, you know, the platform that gives people. But, you know, you know, yeah, anyway, anyways, but just, just the things, you know, it's just unbelievable how people can sort of go to an extent to, you know, drive me down to the ground. And um, like I said, the biggest thing I've ever had is connection to, you know, where I'm from. And that's what sort of brought me and grounded me. And, you know, mom and dad have been pretty good, so. I guess, was there ever a time where you thought, it'd just be easier not to do this? It'd be, it'd be easier not, I'm not, not even playing football, but would it be easier to just not? Be quiet. Yeah, just be quiet. Nah. I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've got two daughters now and I want to set an example for them. I want them to be proud of me, like these fellas' kids, to be proud of them, you know? It's my, my obligation now is to be able to make them into women and leaders and, and powerful, um, you know, people in their community. And um, you know, if they can see their father doing it and growing up, and you know, be proud of that. That's what that's that's me. You know, I've done my job. It's about. Sorry, Cody. We've been quiet for too long. It was only the last generation that um, my dad told me a story that every Sunday that um, when they were young kids, that the the, the aunties and the, the mothers and that they'd rush around and get the kids dressed for church because. You know, if they didn't go to church, the government would take the kids off them. You know what I mean? That's only just there. So we've been suffering for so long. 
we couldn't, so we couldn't, we couldn't vote up until the 60s, bro. Yeah, you know so I mean? we couldn't. Like, and that's not too far along ago, you know. I want my kids to, to be proud of who they are. You know what I mean? Like, my kids break out and do shake leg wherever. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's, it's amazing to see. It's, it's awesome. Go out to country areas, they're, they're proud of who they are. Is this, like, when you hear stories like that, I guess, was that stuff you would probably, you wouldn't have known when you were young? You never, you're not taught these things being a, a white man growing up in Australia, you don't really see it. You're not aware of it, you're not, and I think that's where at the moment, look, education is probably going well in, in schools, but it's, like you say, it's, it's the older generation where it's, got to, where it's got to start, and parents have got to be teaching their kids the right things and, and leading by example, and I think that's where we've possibly missed a generation that's, and that's why we're still where we're at. So um, we talk about education and we talk about having it at schools, which, which it is, um, but, you know, it's making everyone aware, all age groups, uh, older, more, the older more important, really. You mentioned older age groups, and, Cody, you've told me once about how Wayne Bennett even came to you once and said, look, I don't understand this. Can you explain it to me? And that's, a, I guess, shows that someone who Wayne's in his 70s can listen and say, oh, okay, I understand what your point is and why you're doing what you're doing. Is yeah. That- it was about, um, you know, the anthem and all the stuff that was going on with that. And he, we had a great chat and he goes, I didn't, I didn't realise that, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's a wonderful thing of Wayne is that he's nearly 70 or 80 and he didn't know that, you know what I mean? So education is the most important thing. But also... Um, believing in that education and not sort of just going, yeah, I've done it, put my hand up, tick a box type thing. Believe in it, you know what I mean? Because the facts are there. I have I have learnt more about it being, being at South Sydney. Uh, I know we've got a, a strong Indigenous family um, and especially these two are such a strong voice for it. That's probably where uh, Braden Burns is another one. Uh, that's th- Those three, that's where I've probably learnt the most about it and what actually is racism and and stuff like that, so um, that's what I mean. I'm still lear- still learning today, yeah. And other people, are, I guess, are, are, joining, are joining in on that journey, and that's what we need, isn't it? It's just people following in. Latrell, what would be your advice to the next generation of sports star, the next Latrell Mitchell who thinks, I want to follow in his lead, but I'm not sure if I should stick my neck out? Just go with what you believe in, what you, you know, what I thought is with myself, I didn't second guess myself with it. You're either in it, you're out, you know, you be silent or you're not. So that's that's the choice I made and you know, for the next generation coming through, like I said about my kids, you know, and Cody's kids and you know, Cookie's little one, like you've just gotta just own it. You gotta be resilient, you gotta know what's coming, but then again, sometimes you're not gonna know what's coming and that's that's where it comes back to that character building and I think I think you gotta build relationships within the groups. Yeah. Like we've got a great relationship with Foxy, Trell, Burnsy, all these leaders in the game, Aboriginal leaders. Whenever something happens, we're always on the phone and we're always talking. You know what I mean? Like always bouncing ideas and yeah, That's support, eh? Like, and we're just setting, a, I suppose, setting a precedence across yeah. the whole NRL. Is that we need to do more for our people? And we need to, you know, we need to fight that good fight. And that's the thing that sport has, isn't it? Like the most prominent. Indigenous people in Australian society are probably athletes. Like we've got Buddy Franklin coming here today as well. Mm. You guys are 
the guys people listen to or, or know most. And that comes with an extra responsibility, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But if we're not going to do it, who's going to do it? It's the reality of it. Yep. No, we've been quiet for too long, bud. And then, like Cody said, we're putting our necks out because we want to start the conversation now. We want to make change. That's what it's about. Yeah, we, we, we don't want to be the, we're like, you know, in the backgrounds anymore. Just felt like you know, sportsmen and Aboriginal women just been in it for too long and just haven't shown, you know, what it's about to be Aboriginal, you know, me proud and what you stand up for. That's what me and Cody are trying to set the, you know, the presence of that now and start the conversation. There's so many things we want to see happen and there's things on massive political levels and things that it's not for us to debate probably, but there's the Australia Day, change the date, which you guys have been vocal about before. There's the anthem, which has had a word change, but I imagine you probably want more. But I look over there and I see the Sydney Harbour Bridge behind us. This is Gadigal land. Was it something you'd like to see as the, the Aboriginal flag flying on that, on that bridge all year round, having it been...? Yeah, for sure. I don't, I, it makes sense. I don't see why not. Um, but I think the number one issue in um, Aboriginal communities is our, our life expectancy. You know, we're, we die eight or nine years earlier than, you know, Australians. Like, that's huge, man. Like, my uncle um, celebrated his 70th birthday only a couple of weeks ago. And we made a big thing of it because... <laughs> you know, not for the 80. Now people don't live past 55 or 65. You know what I mean? Like that's huge. So those those are the things that you know we need to celebrate. He's still getting around with his wonky knee and you know, <laughs> around, like. yeah. And these are things that you know the people above us have to to push and 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 put money into and stuff like that. But in terms of small things that you guys are just happy to spread the message and, and keep changing the narrative. That's what it's about, isn't yeah. it? For you guys, what you can achieve is about changing the narrative. And, um, and how good is it that the NRL, uh, Fox Sports, KO, all these, the Daily Telegraph are, are getting in board, on board and, and, and helping to push that and change, I guess, and, and reach the masses with these messages? I love it. I love being part of a, an organisation that wants to do more. You know, Fox Sports, Daily Telegraph, it's, it's awesome. Awesome to hear. How does that make you feel? It's good. It's a start. You know, um, I think, you know, if I'm honest, it took, a, you know, a lot of networks to be able to <laughs> sort of learn about it, um, put their next hat towards it, to do it, you know, and educate. That's all it's about. And, you know, I think Fox Sports, it's a credit to all networks that are doing it. Um, yeah, I love seeing it, like I said, and it's just passing the message on and it's showing that me, Cody's conversations or Foxy's and Braden's or, or any indigenous player that's yarning now, it's, it's starting, you know, awareness. And that's what we love. We love seeing it. We love being a part of, you know, all the digital stuff and, you know, when it's around all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a credit to everyone. And it's just, uh, you know, way now is that we've got to keep doing more to, yeah, pass the message. So don't you feel cookie? Yeah. It's great support that they're all given, and, and it's given these guys support to continue to to voice um, what they believe in and and, what, and what's right. And um, I'm sure it gives you a lot of support to, to continue to do that as well. So, and like we talk about, you know, Indigenous round, such a such a special round. These guys are so talented football players, they're so skillful. But I know something about this jersey when they, when these guys put it on. Um, 
you know, they just they go to another level as well, and just shows you how passionate and they are in the in their um, you know their heritage as well, and such an important part to us and the sport and NRL. That's what everyone loves to see. Uh, they're the stars of our game that you know the fans want to see, and I'm looking forward. I can't wait. I love these guys putting this jersey on. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I remember last year we were playing against the Dragons. I remember walking out and I could hear this the didgeridoo going in the background. I just fucking got this. Oh, sorry. I just got this feeling like goosebumps and I don't know, just this amazing feeling walking out and you can just hear that didgeridoo, <coughs> hear the uh, the dancers up in the background because of COVID, we weren't allowed on the field, but they were dancing up um, behind us. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a round that I look forward to. It's a lot of a lot of effort goes into this jersey too. Like yeah, tell, tell you, us about you the guys jersey. Were doing, yeah. I remember you having a meeting for this, pre, you know, before the season started, well before. Well, this year we wanted to. Um, in previous years, we we were sort of front and centre of the whole jersey. Uh, we wanted to take a step back, um, and put the local community on which we play, which we train. Um, so they're the totems of the Gadigal and uh, Bidjigal people. Um, and we wanted to do something different and have um, some young kids in, in the South Cares program design the jerseys. So with their handprints on it too. So we've got seven of the kids' handprints on the jerseys, have their storylines in the jersey. A couple of them are from the, you know, the tribes in, in which we celebrated. Um, and then on the back we've got the... the Aboriginal warrior in Pemulwuy. Um and then these are the footprints of the Aboriginal players that play for South Sydney. We wanted to put, um, you know, just wanted to do something different, put the local community on, because we respect who we are and, and where we play um, in South Sydney. Um, just wanted to do something different, I suppose. There's such a, a strong connection with South Sydney, isn't it? It's, it's kind of can't put into words, I'd imagine. Just giving um, yeah, a local community and um, just showing that, you know, we are diff- we are from different countries, you know, and different mobs, but to be able to show up every day and train on, you know, your nation, um, yeah, I, I'm proud to be able to do that and um, that's why we wanted to give back and um, let the kids do it and um, let them sort of game out on it and, um, and just express themselves and, um, yeah, I can't wait to wear it and obviously pump away, you know. Yeah, we're... We're like Pumawa, you know, like that's how we all got to think about it. Like we are the warriors that are putting in, you know, a leading from the front and I feel like, you know, we're doing it every day and we need a lot more people to be able to stand up <coughs> and do it. You guys have worn a lot of jerseys in your careers, but where does this rank, this one, the, the Indigenous one, the All-Stars one? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the meaning of um, wearing this jersey, Indigenous round um, and All-Stars, I hold it probably the highest. You know, obviously I've played rep honours and, you know, I'm grateful for them and, you know, I always hold them close, but this one here just hits different. Um, you know, the the way, you know, we wear it and the way, the, the feeling that it brings is, um, you know, there's nothing to compare to it. You know, I know playing in the big arenas for Origin is, you know, amazing and I, I love the atmosphere. And But for this and to see our people in the stands, you know, yelling our names out saying, Trevor Mitchell, Cody Walker, like... You know, and the week, the build-up to it, um, yeah, it just far, you know, upholds you know, any other jersey, and that's how I feel about it. That's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's looking around the crowd and seeing, you know, I've been to a lot of All-Stars games, black faces, you know, 
your people with you and and, and the and the indigenous round that just takes it to another level. Yeah, it's all the build up, I suppose. You're walking out, you hearing the songs of our old people, um, hearing the didgeridoo, giving our people a, an opportunity to to smile, I suppose. That's, that's probably the most important part of being in the Indigenous All-Stars is that it's so much more than a game. We harp on, you know, the community stuff that we do through the week and um, to be able to inspire the younger youth in which we, where we play is, is something that we're so... We look forward to every year. Keeps you grounded, man. You know what I mean? You go out to different um, communities across Townsville, for, for instance, and it just keeps you grounded that these kids don't have the opportunity that I had when I was a kid. Just keeps you grounded. It keeps you. I suppose that's what it's about. You reconnect with your people from different areas. Um, I'm a Bunjilung man. There's a couple of other Bunjilung boys in the in the side, but you got Birapai. You've got different communities. You got people from all over Australia come together. <clears throat> you reconnect with your identity. You reconnect with your culture, and that's the most important thing at All Stars. The game's just an added bonus at the end of the week. Yeah. Well, boys. It's been an unreal chat. Thank you for, for joining us and, and being so open and honest and, and sharing your thoughts. You guys you know, are, are leading the way in, in making a difference for the next generation of Indigenous kids and uh, we look forward to seeing you in Indigenous round. Go well. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Thanks mate. Thanks for listening, guys. We've got plenty more episodes coming your way very soon. Don't forget to follow the Refuse to Lose podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.